Welcome to Walbutters. We're taking on the hot topics of the day from a biblical, historical, and constitutional perspective. You can learn more at our website, wallbuilderslive.com. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution coach and a former Texas legislator. And normally I'm saying, hey, David and Tim, let's jump in. It's a little bit different today. It's still David and Tim, but it's Tim Barton and David Pate. David Pate back with us. David, always good to have you, brother. Thanks for some time today, man. Thanks for having me, Rick. Excited to be here. Well, you know, you uh, you do what um, is probably the most important thing for the next generation. You raise up a generation of God-fearing, biblical worldview, loving, and, and effective leaders, and uh, you're you're dealing with that youthful generation all the time. So you got a better handle on what's coming in the next generation than than most people that we talk to. We tend to get them at Patriot Academy, uh, you know, later after they've already had those formative years, and uh, and and so you know, it'd be good to just talk about where we're headed. How much is the corruption and the poison into the culture affecting the kids that you're working with and and what can we do to better prepare another generation uh, to be prepared to be good biblical citizens well rick let me also make sure that that all the listeners are up to to speed on david pate he is the uh the camp director of brookhill summer camp up in hot springs arkansas brookhillrange.com it is a evangelism based activities camp for third through ninth graders uh it's actually a camp that david and i attended as campers together and then we were counselors together and now he is the camp director, the owner, really, that he's part of the family that, that owns it and runs it. And it's, it's a place that we still, we encourage every young person to go be a part of Brookhill. It's something that for us as a family, for the Barton family, when when we went to Brookhill as, as campers, this was one of the first places we actually saw through the counselors, people living the life that we imagined Jesus probably would have lived, where they were they were loving and encouraging and forgiving and understanding and helped us be accepted and be important and be significant. And, and really, they go, and, and knowing as a counselor, right, David and I as counselors together, we, we learned a lot of these lessons together, but learning to, to see every individual as an individual child of God for the value that God placed in them. And, and so the, the Brookhill experience is just so different than anywhere we've ever been. We've done a lot of camps over the years in our life, and there's nothing quite like Brookhill. And so as, as you're even telling people that David has maybe a different perspective, it's because every summer he's working with thousands of third through ninth graders. And he's able, I guess really now, second through ninth graders, but able to speak into their life, uh, engage them with some of the challenges they're dealing with. And so David is up on culture. And, and David, you and I were talking not long ago, and you were you were lamenting about some of the challenges you were seeing in, in in young men, maybe not being quite the same kind of genre of young man that when we were growing up, it, it was just, it was different being a guy back in the 80s and 90s than it is today. And certainly cultures played a lot on that. But you saw some challenges that this rising generation of young men were were dealing with and going through. And you had some some interesting thoughts on the the challenge you personally felt to engage in this and and you were sharing the story and I told Rick and my dad we we just need to get David on to to tell part of this story because it's something that for for so many parents and grandparents out there as as they're navigating young men in their family and they're growing up and they're asking the same questions really around the nation of of how do we help raise these young men to be young men godly men but also to embrace masculinity in a really good biblical form and you were doing some things, David, that I thought were just really impressive and impactful. And of course, the results and testimonies you were sharing along the way. And so that's that's part of why we wanted you to be on today. So so walk us through this. What what were some of the things that you saw 
uh, dealing with the the kids at camp, with some of the young counselors, and then what what did you do to try to engage in some of those issues? Absolutely. You know, for me, my life was absolutely changed at Brook Hill. You know, you and I were campers together. Then we were counselors together. And, and I feel like I learned how to be a man, you know, not only from my dad, but from from these college men who challenged me to be a man. And, and you know, we've, we've been running this summer camp and just doing our thing. And I just started to notice, whoa, things are changing. And, uh, you know, the girls really started to joke about it. Not only that, we started to see our numbers change, right? So we started getting three to one girls to guys, uh, whether it was on our staff, whether it was with campers. And then we started just to see even just the way the guys were is not who they used to be. The girls have started becoming the leaders, right? And so I I just started going, okay, this is not going to work. Now, let's pause on this for a second because – you're saying a three to one ratio of girls showing up. This is an activities based summer camp. This is an outdoor summer camp. So you're talking about a place where kids can come and and they can go tubing, they oh, can go archery, archery, right? riflery, wakeboarding, right, riding horses, riding go karts, playing tennis, right, whatever, laser tag. So right, th- these are activities that generally speaking, boys should be all about this. Oh and, yes, and, and yet you were seeing, and even for your counselors, which I think is also super interesting, girls were the ones who were more willing to get outside and do some of these activities than boys. That's really interesting. Girls started filling the activities. Girls started being the majority of our applications for being counselor. I mean, they they just started dominating. And, and what I started, which obviously more power to, I, I want to see girls grow and do. I mean, obviously there's nothing wrong with that, but we want to see where did the guys go? You know, what what happened? And so the same things that, I don't know, late 90s, early 2000s, we started seeing with grades in school, right? Work ethic, addiction, spiritual growth, suicides, adulting, not wanting to be responsible, not wanting to be mature. You know, so many of these things just started to get worse and worse and worse. And we, we were seeing it at the camp, you know, whether it was the campers or the counselors, we're seeing all this. So much that the girl college counselors are starting to talk to me about the ratio, and I'm like, what, what, what are you talking about? What, what's the ratio? And the girls are laughing. They're like, the ratio. I'm like, what's the ratio? They said, it, great girls to great guys. And they said, the ratio is terrible. They said, you've got all these girls who are amazing, killing it, you know, in college, in, in their jobs, and they can't find a guy out there. I mean, now, and, and I'm going to interject right here. Go ahead. Because, I mean, <laughs> Rick, uh, he can speak to this. Um, I mean, with Patriot Academy, how many amazing girls that we know that have gone through Patriot Academy or even wall builders that the people we know, even, I mean, everybody listening, you think about the amazing girls, the amazing women now at the church in their 20s and their 30s and their 40s that are single. And really, you should be asking, like, how in the world is someone this amazing single? And, I, and actually, for some of the single ladies listening right now, I like I feel it for you. I, I hate it for you. And it is the same question that that you saw at camp that you were asking. We're all asking, where are the amazing guys? Because the ratio of of girls who want to be grown-ups, who want to be leaders, who want to be godly, who want to be mature, to the guys who want to be grown-ups and leaders and godly and mature, it is a crazy disparity in the ratio of how many more girls to how few guys are stepping into that. And I get the comments all the time, man. I mean, all the time at, at Patriot Academy and adults that, that you know, fathers that say, man, I, I'm trying to find a real man for my my daughter to marry. And and they're, they're, it's slim pickings out there. Where are they? So yeah, I mean, I'm hearing it from the from the younger 
crowd, but also the older crowd, and and we see the same thing you're describing. You know, even within Patriot Academy, we've got some incredible guys that are moving into leadership, but the ratio, as you're talking about, uh, we've been noticing it a- as well, and, and I think you got your finger on exactly where the problem is. Yeah, and 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 you've heard the 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 saying of the cycle, right? That strong men create easy times, easy times create weak men, weak men create hard times, hard times create strong men. And where we started to look at that, I mean, we said we're the easy times have created weak men. I mean, that that is where we're yeah. at. And so we we like I literally was sitting on the couch talking to some of our leaders and I said, all right, I'm done. I'm ready to do something about it. I said, I said, I'm ready to start a bro movement. You know, I mean, we were midsummer, like three summers ago. We were midsummer and I said, I'm done. I'm tired of hearing these stories of weakness you know, we, we were hearing different stories of literally girls carrying things, guys walking beside them, not offering to carry it, uh, you know, not not opening door. I mean, just little things that we were starting to see that we thought were natural, masculine, hel- helping, doing what God's called you to do things. And I was like, all right, I'm making a list. And I mean, I, I just started studying and started working. And I said, all right, this Sunday, give me the guys. Girls are going to have church with my wife and we're just going to talk. And that kind of led to our bro movement of what we're doing, because here, here's what I've seen. Boys go where they're cheered for. And where they aren't being cheered, they're not going to go. And so if guys are being cheered to not be masculine, then that's where they're going to go. And it, because, I mean, I'm just, you know, guys, want that's what they do. Sure. Everybody wants acceptance. Everybody yes. wants affirmation. Yes. And so if you are going to be accepted by certain behaviors, if you're going to be affirmed by certain behaviors, and especially, and I'm saying it because it makes sense right now, as you're saying it, I'm thinking through this, if they're being encouraged that masculinity is bad and, or even, even in this, this really woke feminist movement, right? If we don't need men and, you know, you guys leave us alone, if that's what they're being encouraged to do, it, it makes sense I mean, this, this, these are the seeds that we've been planting. So we are growing the crop from the seeds that have been planted. And now we're seeing the fruit of the tree that we have. We planted the seed to grow this tree. And we're looking at the tree going, I'm not sure I like that fruit. Well, we better start planting some different seeds. For 20 years, we've been planting those seeds. And I had to look in the mirror and go, okay, I haven't been cheering them like I need to be. And so I, I started that Sunday. I was like, all right, we're going to start cheering on these guys. We're going to start cheering these things. And we're going to start saying, hey, guys, you know, started to push them, you know, much like you're hearing like the Jocko Willinks or the different ones like that that are really pushing these guys to go out and take responsibility, take ownership um, for where they're at. And so, you know, I saw, in my opinion, three things. I saw that guys love to be challenged. They love it like that. Like that is number one. And so I told the guys, I said, guys, I know some of you are probably going to be upset with me. But uh, I'm going to call it out like I see it. Well, let me point out, too, I think it's important for people listening. Guys love to be challenged, but challenged from someone they have a relationship with that they love and they trust and they know. That's right. So this wouldn't be right. You're at church and you don't know person and and you see somebody doing something. You're going to challenge them like, no. (laughs) All right. I mean, go back to the old adage of whether it be a Josh McDowell or a James Dobson that rules without relationship leads to rebellion. You have to have a relationship. But if you have a relationship and you're not encouraging or challenging or motivating, right? One of the things that we know about the very nature of love, love doesn't accept everything because there are things that are bad that shouldn't be accepted. And if you love someone, you should be willing to challenge them at times and call them out, but you need that relationship. But David, because you knew these guys, right? They, they, these right. were your counselors. They had seen you, known you for years. They looked up to, they respected, admired you, and you had been a loving person in their life. 
you just hadn't challenged them in certain areas, but because you had the relationship, you said, okay, I- I'm going to challenge you. And, and you are right. We've seen this time and time, Rick. I, I know, I mean, right. Working with young people, you with Patriot Academy and, uh, and us at wall builders and all the things we're doing together. It's, it's no different, David, than what you're talking about, where when we have a relationship with somebody and we challenge them to be more, they appreciate that challenge because it makes them feel valued, important, loved, noticed. You notice me, you're going to challenge me to be more, to do more. So often, I think as adults, as parents, we are afraid that we're going to drive them away by challenging them. Right. When the reality is, as you're explaining, that they loved to be challenged. They're seeking it. They're absolutely hungry for it. Hey, guys, quick break. When we come back, let's talk about how you do it. You know, David, and what you recommend, not only in terms of getting people, you know, to come through a program uh, that will do that, but some some hints for for parents out there and and uh, colleagues actually how they can challenge each other because sometimes you have a you know young man and man in a group and he's he's wanting to take it to another level and and raise the bar. What are some ways that that he can challenge his, his buddies as well? Quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Wobble. Have you noticed the vacuum of leadership in America? We're looking around for leaders of principle to step up, and too often no one is there. God is raising up a generation of young leaders with a passion for impacting the world around them. They're crying out for the mentorship and leadership training they need. Patriot Academy was created to meet that need. Patriot Academy graduates now serve in state capitals around America, in the halls of Congress, in business, in the film industry, in the pulpit, in every area of the culture. They're leading effectively and impacting the world around them. Patriot Academy is now expanding across the nation, and now's your chance to experience this life-changing week that trains champions to change the world. Visit PatriotAcademy.com for dates and locations. Our core program is still for young leaders 16 to 25 years old, but we also now have a citizen track for adults. So visit the website today to learn more. Help us fill the void of leadership in America. Join us in training champions to change the world at PatriotAcademy.com. We're back here on Wobblers. Thanks for staying with us. David Pate sitting in with us today, and we're talking about challenging young men of the next generation and uh, just the vacuum that's out there in uh, in male leadership. And as you said, you know, guys, we, we sowed that seed. I mean, we we basically said masculinity is toxic. All the culture said those things. We didn't, but uh, the culture said those things, and, and, and the, the, the fruit is not good. It's rotten, and you have people like, you know, uh, Jordan Peterson and Jocko and others that are are out there speaking to these things, um, and there's a biblical solution to this. So, so what do you guys? How do you challenge the young men in your life? And and talk about some of the results at Brookhill. But then let's also talk about people that that you know are at home wanting to do more. What are some things we can encourage them to do? Absolutely, well, I th- I think you know a lot of times when we start trying to come up with solutions, uh, we forget that Jesus already gave those to us. Discipleship. And how he raised up men yep. through discipleship, and it was life on life mentoring, and and men are the ones who are going to help boys become men. Right, that's the bottom line, and that's why I had to look in the mirror and say, you know what, this is partly my fault, at least in my circle, you know. Um, and and I know Rick's done it with his boys. I know I'm doing it with my son, you know. But boys, they love to be challenged. That's why this Jordan Peterson stuff has taken off on YouTube. All he's doing is challenging them, and he doesn't even have a relationship with them, right? That's how hungry these guys are. But for me, what I've seen is is life-on-life mentoring. Uh, We've done things uh, like we do this thing called the Bro Zoom, and because a lot of these young men aren't in my area, I have them sign up for a Zoom. Um, 
I bought them books. I bought them Wild at Heart. I bought them Tender Warrior. And I said, guys, I'm willing to invest in you if you're willing to to read these books. And I said, the only thing I want you to do is read it. And then I want you to message me and tell me what you got out of it, because I'd love to dialogue a little bit about what you're getting out of it. Now, I'll second your motion for Tender Warrior. Gave it to every man in my wedding. That was a long time ago, but it's still so relevant. Go ahead, man. It, it is. It's rel- It's just like the Bible, right? Th- these are truths that are timeless. And, and Tender Warrior, so, so to me, Tender Warrior is coming off of David in the Bible, where David was this guy who could write the Psalms, worship Jesus with his whole heart, and have that tender side, but have that balance of he's a warrior that can take out Goliath. And, and you know, so, so that is the balance. You know, toxic masculinity is where you get in the ditch of you're out of control. And then it, being an effeminate man is where you're all tender. And you don't have that balance of what David showed us, of what Jesus showed us of being that absolute tender warrior. And that that was the number one challenge I gave my guys. And I said, which ditch are you in and which one do you need to come out of? You know, are you too toxic? Are you too tender? All right, well, then we need to come to the middle. And so that was some of the messaging that I gave them, uh, along with the wild at heart, as far as fighting battles, as far as going on adventures. I mean, that's another thing, Rick, I've been talking to guys about. What are the dangerous pursuits that you're going after? You know, boys want to ride that ATV. I mean, I can't tell you how many of my guys on staff had never ridden an ATV, never shot a gun, uh, never rode a horse, never done some of those things. And they eat it up. They eat it up. And that's that thing that, that you know, um, Wild at Heart talks about is guys want to be adventurous. And so I've been challenging my guys, you know, let's get off the phones. Let's get let's get off the 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 Xbox or the PlayStation. Let's get out there and, and, and do some things. And that it's going to help unlock. It's just a, a physical principle that's going to help unlock some of the things that God is trying to build in you. Um, and so whether it's through bro zooms that, that we've been doing, which is zooms that we call bro zoom because they like it, or it's been through life on life mentoring, or it's been through even just some of the programs that we've done. And, and we've really been focusing on our high school and college age young people. And then having them push it down um, to our younger guys in their cabins. Now, David, you've talked about, too, some of the testimonies that you got from some of these guys. Because I, I, I even remember we talked not long after that, that Sunday when you challenged them. You're right. You're so often we find guys in one ditch or the other. Right. You're 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 too aggressive. That's right. Or you're too soft. And and I remember even then you talked about um, how how much of a positive response you got from guys then, and, and now you've been doing it a couple years, and you have shared several testimonies that, that, that I do want to encourage people listening, that one of the challenges we have in the nation right now, it, it's not that we have a bunch of kids whose hearts are in the wrong place. No. It's we have kids that haven't been discipled, that like they want to do right, they want to do well, they haven't been trained, and they're hungry for it. And if there were people willing to be intentional that's it. And to invest in them, we would see some of these results. I, I want you, if you will, tell one or two of the stories, the testimonies of, of what you have seen so that the parents and the grandparents out there that they're right now, they're wondering, what can I do? How, how can I make a difference? Is there even a hope? Now, obviously, every story is going to be different, but but what are some of the results you've experienced? Yes, yeah, so this started in 2021. So we're, you know, almost two years into this movement of, of what we're trying to do with our guys. And and I just started handing them out books and just started talking to them about it. So they went home. They read them during the year. These are these were college guys specifically. They they during the year got a group together that I wasn't a part of, and they started talking about the goals for the next summer 
and what kind of a staff they wanted to have. So one of the things that we do is, um, you know, obviously with the mass shootings and the different things in our culture today, we bring a guy in who trains our staff what to do if an active shooter was to come in, right? And he asked for uh, examples in training, and only half the guys went up there to to help out with this takedown or whatever he was training us to do. So asking for participants. He was asking for participants. <laughs> right. So again, and, you have you have... Not not all the guys are volunteering. I imagine there's probably some girls who are like, yeah, we'll help. Half the guys volunteered, and we had about 10 girls volunteer. And that was one of the things that I pointed out. So this next summer, they came back with the goals, with the challenges that I gave them. They said, as a group collectively, we want to be that man that David was talking about. So when the active shooter training happened again, every guy jumped out of their seat and ran to the front. And I was like, let's go. Because here was men who were challenged and a little bit embarrassed when I talked to them. And, I did, and I said it in love, man, I love you guys, but you're not where you need to be. And that net one year later, after reading the books, after doing the bro zooms, after having the challenging talks, and then even the little talks around the dinner table, they got together, they created some goals, and they stepped up. And I thought that, that to me embodied everything that yeah. we've talked about. Um, I also gave challenges. I showed, obviously, the videos from... You know, like the, you know, the gas station videos where the man comes up, the girl goes and asks for help, a guy that's pumping gas, and the guy doesn't help, and her boyfriend comes and drags her away, and no one does anything. Yeah, people people didn't want to get involved. I don't be part of the drama, right? It's it's the, the thing the we've subways, seen. Yeah, people, on the subways. Yeah, being assaulted, and, and people right. are out with their cameras. And They're going to video it. And men are either taking videos or just watching or whatever, right. and I challenge my guys, and, and they have been stepping up. And said, you know what, we're 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 going to be some, you know, the the scripture, no greater love than a man that lays his life down for a friend. And so I'm seeing I've got one young man who is entering the military. He's going into dental school, but he wants to go through the military because he has I want to do something about it. I want to step up. And so we're seeing, you know, just these examples. Guys are starting to carry things. You know, they see a girl walking by a girl grabs a trash bag. They're like, uh, uh-uh. uh. And I mean, they're flocking. I'm like, all right, guys, don't run her over to grab that trash bag and throw it away. But but I said, I'm so proud of you guys because the big thing I've been saying is step up. Guys have to step up. Girls are already stepping up, but guys have got to step up. Well, I, I think one of the, the, the sad realities that the challenge for us as adults, parents, grandparents, is so often we look at the way things are and we get frustrated and disappointed and we think they should know better but but the how? only yeah how, the, how are they going to know better right the only way you know better is if someone is teaching you actively engaging you and showing you how to do different how and will I know unless someone teaches me th- that's it and yeah. it, right this is you know I mean Rick we've talked about this a lot and, and, and guys I, I do think you know one of the interesting things David you mentioned early on is kind of the cycle of these strong men make good times and good times make weak men and weak men make bad times bad times make hard men I do think. We are in in that cycle of, of we're in hard times. And, and I don't know that that we are now in the cycle that we're about to be, you know, it's going to be a while for strong men to make good times. But what I what I'm encouraged by is, I mean, Rick, I know this is true for for your boys. It's true for me, David, for you and your son. I mean, we now almost all my friends, we do some kind of training, yep. whether it be firearm training or martial arts, or like jujitsu. I mean, there are people now that are, are paying way more attention and going, you know what? I, I, I want to be a hard man and a hard man in the sense of the tender warrior aspect. 
that I want to be able to be what I need in the scenario that needs me. Whether, right, obviously, I, I want to be the spiritual leader for my home, the spiritual leader for my friends and family, but I want to be able to be the warrior when the warrior is needed. Boys need someone to give them permission to be the man that God's called them to be. And that's yeah. what we've been trying to do. They need that permission. Guys, I, I, you know, I have no doubt people are listening right now, and just the conversation today is giving them hope. Just, just the fact that that it's recognized, this issue is recognized, this vacuum is recognized, and there are young men out there that are listening right now, going, "Yes, I want that. I want that. I want that kind of leadership in my life. I want to be that kind of man." And I guarantee you, one hundred percent guarantee you, from the tons of conversations, there are a lot of young ladies listening right now that are saying, "Amen." One hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> so this is great, man. I, I'm just thrilled that we even had the conversation. But we want people to take action as well, and 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 definitely. And David, before we go, what's the age range for Brook Hill, um, and and how, how late is too late, or, or how early is too early to to start applying for this summer? Okay, so we actually opened the beginning of January, and uh, we've got you know probably close to fifteen hundred now signed up. Wow, which is about halfway for us. Uh, but it's second grade to ninth grade. That so finish second grade up to finish ninth grade. And what's important too about this, right, is for for some parents are like, okay, my my kid is right second, third, fourth grade. They they're not in a place to deal with this yet. Like, no, if if you have a young man that you want to be trained by a godly young man, that's it. Brook Hill's the place, right? If you have a godly young woman you want trained by godly young women, th- th- this is literally the place to go. And, and you know, Rick, as we're even promoting Brook Hill, th- this is something else we've talked about a lot on this program. Is you guys are are doing firearms training for people to to learn how to defend themselves. These are the things that we have to become more intentional about with our families. Take your family and go do firearm training with Rick, right? Or if you have young people, second through ninth grade, send them to Brookhill, brookhill.com. You will not regret it. It's worth every penny you will spend. But these are the intentional things we need to start doing to change a generation. Yeah, and you know we'll have links today. I mean, folks, start start making plans for, for the whole year. Plan ahead for this this summer. You know, you can you can come to the constitutional defense course with us uh, starting in April on our on our new campus site, and that's a chance to study the Constitution and, and and learn to defend your family as well with a handgun. And that's that's eleven years old and up, so you can begin to train them while they're young. Start to plan your summer out uh, for your young, you know, for second through ninth to attend the summer institute with wall builders, and that's that's a hands on Patriot Academy's leadership congress across the country at state capitals. Hands on. I mean, there is definitely th- th- there's no excuse. There's plenty of opportunity. Now you have to if you've been inspired today as you've heard these things. Now you have to start stepping out and you have to start looking for uh, those opportunities and, and plugging in. Such a great program. Special thanks to David Pate for joining us today. Thank you for listening to Wall Builders. Stand undivided